Okay, what up, like listeners? Welcome to another episode. What is that? Episode thirty-four. Episode thirty-four. Thirty-four on uh, the eighth of July, um, and as usual, myself, Ben, and Josh will take you through the news of the past week and give you our, our, our views and opinions of it. Um, news flash to start the show. I can confirm that it is in fact coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> Uh, anybody who's got their head in the sand will obviously uh, know what we're well, Who hasn't got their head in the sand will know what we're talking about. World Cup is in full flow. World Cup fever is there. My voice is a bit of a mess because I spent yesterday screaming out in chants for England. It's coming um, who are marching it's into coming. the, the semi finals. 28 years since England got since the last time England got to the semi-finals of a major tournament. And when they, the only time they ever got to a final was 66 when they won. Yeah, 66 when they won. So, and it's against Croatia. And Croatia, they struggled to get past Russia last night in a very in, a intense game where I think SSD, I'm not telling everyone what that means, I'm not saying it's a real thing, but SSD, state-sponsored Dauphin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> state-sponsored Dauphin might have played an effect in Russia of going to score a 115th minute goal to take the, guy, take the game to penalties. But it's coming home. It's coming home. England boys are doing us, doing us really proud. The whole country's going crazy. And ben was in shorts yesterday. Uh, it was like... It was madness going on there, man. But it's, it's funny because I was coming... I was walking back... Uh, yesterday and just and, and literally and now whoever you have a conversation with now I was out on Friday and stuff and people just randomly drop it into um into conversation now as well it's, I've heard it's coming home though yeah like, it's coming I'm, I'm like it fucking is coming over <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, the whole country man. seems to be in a more positive mood and that even that even ties in with some of the news that we're going to talk about today um I think where we'll start normally we start international but I think we'll start close to home because we're feeling quite patriotic this week and we'll start off with Brexit because of, it's been a lot going on this week. There's been a lot going on in Brexit this week. Theresa May seems to have like got a, a party together, well, slightly. Yeah, well, so 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 they had the offsite meet, didn't they, at yeah, on Checkers Friday. on Friday? Which apparently there, there seems to be a bit of unrest in in that, but they seem to have reached an agreement mm -hmm. on their Brexit position. We're not quite sure exactly what that is. But uh, apparently they seem to it's soft Brexit. So um, from all accounts, she wants a soft Brexit, which seems to go in line with Rukhani's um, um, predictions for economic growth in the UK. Because it was like initially the, Brexit, the Brexiteers, such as Boris Johnson, uh, Michael Gove, etc., were quite annoyed with her because of they wanted a hardline Brexit. But it looks like the, she's got the party um, together and um, they're, they're, look, they're looking like they're going to go for a, a, soft, a soft Brexit. Get how, I don't, um, getting, getting Europe to agree with it, I don't, I, I can't see it happening. But if you can get a party together, then it's 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 quite good for us because it lets people know which direction we're, we're planning on going. The um, businesses have been for a long time been screaming to the UK government, tell us what type of Brexit we're going to have, tell us the direction you want us to go into. Now it looks like the, the government's got their act together and it looks like they're going in the direction of soft Brexit. It'll be interesting to see what Europe come back with. Uh, well, it doesn't really make much sense to me, right? Because I saw, so I saw Michael Gove earlier, uh, who said, um, "Who's I don't understand this." He, he's gone to, 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 he's saying to the EU is 
be generous or we'll walk away. What do you mean we'll walk away? Yeah. Which, 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 I, don't understand, I don't understand what you mean by we'll walk away. There's no walking away. You have to come up with some agreement, right? And uh, apparently Boris Johnson um, has backed the proposals. However, he did claim that defending the plans was like polishing a turd. So he's obviously not in full agreement with whatever the plans are. But nonetheless, uh, Theresa May seems to have got her house slightly in order. Um We'll see what happens. Look, the bottom line is they needed to reach some kind of agreement for this. I'm not sure that they're still... I'm not sure that there are workable solutions that they've come up with. Um, I'm not sure how it will go down with the EU. Ultimately, we're now between a rock and a hard place anyway. For me, it's like we're going to be held to ransom because an agreement has to be reached when we go to the next summit in October and we still haven't got our cards in order. So, yeah, I don't know how this one plays out, to be honest. But, yes, it seems to be at least... They seem to have reached a point... Well, it's funny, because like I say, they seem to have reached a point where they're saying, well, we're going to kind of be agreed to be a party again. Yeah. But at the same time, there are still the murmurs coming out, which are basically saying, well, some of us don't agree, but we'll just agree to disagree to go along with this. So she seems to have made a slight improvement for the complete and our anarchy that there's resided over a party for maybe the last few weeks, but I'm still not convinced that... It took David Cameron coming back to, um, to persuade um, Boris Johnson not to quit. Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson was, he was planning on quitting. I don't understand the whole Boris Johnson position. He's a clown. So if he quits, what happens? If he quits, does he just... Does he make, her, does he make the party weaker? Is he a popular figure? In a, uh, maybe the popular figure with the rest of the, um, the populace, but I don't, if he quits, let him quit. And I think what she's scared of is that if he quits, then he'll um, he'll have more power outside of the whips, and um, then he'll try and bring her government down. But I think she's had a victory this Friday. I think she's got a party behind her finally, and we'll see how it goes and see how it goes further. Um, same with the Brexit. Um, it came about this week that the, the Vote Leave campaign broke electoral rule, electoral law. Uh, they've been found guilty of breaching the breaching the rules. But I think this is quite. People said this is, uh, it's quite obvious. Some of it was quite obvious. Um, it'll be interesting to see what fines they. It'll be interesting to see what fines they impose on. on well, them. well, this is this is stupid anyway. I don't really understand the. So, so basically, vote leave and uh, so so vote leave and what's the other one? What's the smaller campaign? Um, oh, my brain. What is it? Uh, vote leave. What kind of fun? Believe. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, but what I didn't get. So, believe gave a six hundred k donation to the vote leave campaign. What I don't really get from this is, is that <coughs> you're basically not allowed to. You're allowed to loosely work together, but you're not allowed to closely work together if you're basically seeking the same uh, outcome and plan. I don't really understand. So any alleged, what was one of said? Any alleged collusion between the campaigns is a is is a matter for these guys. And there's, and there's a discussion between whether they were both seeking for the same outcome. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. They were both seeking for the outcome, which was to exit the EU. Therefore, there's no loosely working together. They go, we're going for exactly the same thing. I don't really. And and also, this seems to be one of those where they're basically saying, "Well, we'll find them guilty, but then whatever anybody does out of the back of that is really down to them." Um, it's kind of neither here nor there because it sounds like there'll be a fine. But to be honest, it's not going to change the outcome of any of this. So it's kind of a bit of a pointless merry-go-round. Yeah, 
Alright. Staying in the UK. Uh, the, so Donald Trump's going to visit his plan to visit the UK. careful the table, man. Sorry. Oh, I'm too heavy. <laughs> um, Donald Trump's planning to visit the UK this week. And uh, amid planned protests and... He, I think the country would be quite distracted anyway. He'd be here for, he'd come here in a week and then most of the country would be focused on the, on the World Cup semi-final. Um, yeah, it'd be over by then. He comes on Thursday, isn't he? He comes on Thursday. Yeah. And, okay, even then, people... Semi-final is... Yeah. Semi-final Wednesday. If he can qualify, people will be having hangovers. They won't care about Trump. <laughs> um, the, mayor of, the mayor of Sheffield has banned Donald Trump from Sheffield. Hey, this guy's weird. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's this all about? So I'd never heard of this guy before, right? Um, so, so basically he is, uh, so, so he's, he's a Green Party councillor, right? Mm-hmm. Who is basically, so Majid Majid is the, uh, the Lord Mayor of Sheffield. He doesn't really hold any, it's just a, a ceremonial role. Title, yeah. Um, but he, so the, he tweeted, I'm Majid Majid. Lord Mayor and first citizen of this city hereby declare that not only is Donald Trump a waste man, but he is also henceforth banned from the Great City of Sheffield. So obviously I had to go and research this guy if he's going to be, if he's supposedly a mayor um, and is using the word waste man on, on Twitter. Yeah. So he's 28 years old, firstly. Um, what, what else did you do? I further declared July 13th to be Mexican Mexico Solidarity Day. He gave this announcement whilst in a sombrero, yeah. um, given his back and for um, the the Mex- Mexicans in the current kind of immigration debate. And then I had to look him up. So youngest, so he's the youngest ever mayor at 28. He's Somalian born. Um, uh, it's a very strange. It's, 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 it's a very unique story, to be honest. Just uh, him in and of himself being mayor, um, but then obviously the fact that he'd come out and done this. I'm not sure that I, I don't know why he's come out and said it because I'm pretty sure that on his whistle stop tour, Sheffield was in no way, no way. on his list of places to visit. Um, it just seems very strange to use such language. Um, I mean, like I say, it seems quite unique that they've got uh, a 28 year old Lord Mayor. Um, but to be calling Donald Trump a waste man is, well, yeah, u- unique language. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, what was, so, I, I, I'm not sure how intelligent this is, to be honest. Um, but there is a, a protest group in North London, of all places, who have got uh, basically approval from Sadiq Khan to fly an inflatable Trump baby over the Houses of Parliament, which I have to say i don't think is the most intelligent thing to do at this moment in time um sadiq khan approving it is a snide dig at trump who we know he doesn't get on with but i'm also inclined to think that's not the most responsible thing for him to approve either nonetheless has been approved by him it does need to be approved by various levels of security services because they want to fly over the houses of parliament um well parliament square um, and then land it in Parliament Square Garden, I think. Um, and I think they're going to fly. Well, I don't know. They're going to fly over when, uh, as far as I'm aware, Donald Trump is going to spend any time in there. He's got a meal. So he's he's landing on Thursday. He's got a meal um, on the Thursday night, a black tie, black tie dinner. And then on the Friday, I believe that he's meeting the Queen in Windsor and then going to Chequers. So I don't actually think he's going to spend any time in Parliament. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, you, you 
could you could do this at any given moment in time to be honest i mean it's like it's amusing but I, yeah i'm not sure it's the most intelligent it'd be, i mean it'd be a unique sight a baby trump flying over the house of parliament on friday but yeah i think it's between 11 and 12 that um they're gonna take they're gonna take the, the balloon and they're gonna take it on a world tour and haunt mr trump wherever he goes i just find the rhetoric between the left and the right just ridiculous i think the left are so stupid nowadays like the way they don't try and win the policy and argue, and and argument they just try to tit for tat some a lot of this stuff is tit for tat yeah you're trying to embarrass Donald Trump. Yeah, Sadiq Khan's approved it. Sadiq Khan fixed police in the UK, in London. Fix, try and try and look, fix what's going on in London. Try and fix um, the housing crisis in London. Try and do some of the stuff that you said you were going to do when you come to London. Um, this type of stuff just makes it just looks silly. I'm not a Trump fan. I, I think everyone knows that listening to the podcast. Me and me and Ben aren't Trump fans, but I think there's better ways to approach approach tackling him. Beat him, beat him, beat him with policies, beat him with ideas, beat him with rhetoric. Don't beat him with this other stuff. It's nonsense. Yeah, it just seems, yeah, it seems silly to me. I mean, because, I mean, it just, it's just, again, a very unique time that we're in, right? If we are going to fly a, a, a balloon of a giant baby, take Trump out of the equation, right? A giant balloon of a baby of the US president. Yeah. When he's over there, take Trump out of the equation, it's still the US president, right? So, yeah, it's very, very strange. Right, we're having good news this week. So, um, following football, um, Mark Inigi's come out and um, he specs upbeat. He's, he's been a bit, a bit more upbeat on UK growth prospects. Uh, yeah, well, this was a um, sales pitch, if ever you saw one. So, I noticed that he had a... Um, so, he started talking about World War One. I think everybody knows it'll be great for it. It's great for any country's economy, right, if you win the World Cup. So, he kind of gave a, a given there. But he also had a Free Lions badge when he was giving his talk and also said how behind the, the ways he's getting. Just to be clear, Mark Carney is Canadian. Yeah. Um, so, I was like, <laughs> well, that's a sales pitch if ever I saw one. Um, but no, the, the economy seems to be on the up. It seems to it seems to kind of back up the thinking that the start of the year was mainly attributed to the the bad weather that was driving down sales and um, people getting well, people's level of, of buying. Um, that seems to have gone on the up. Obviously, if we are well, apart from next Monday, which will be as far as I'm concerned, whether they want to officially announced or not will be a national holiday if we win the World Cup <laughs> then the, re- the, the, the rest of the economy should see a boom I mean, I mean it would it would be interesting to see what do, what it does for the economy if we did um, win the World Cup well sorry 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 when we win the World Cup uh, <laughs> but yes he seems a lot more upbeat than he was previously um, and he says that in a week where I still think to be honest you can say whatever we want about the growth of the economy right it is fundamentally going to come down to whatever agreement we do finally reach on Brexit and which way that goes. So it can look good for the moment. It can be in line with projections. But if we don't get the agreements that we need when it comes to Brexit in the EU, then it's all going to be for, for nothing. So positive for the moment, but I think we'll have to see over the course of the next six months, uh, particularly after the EU summit in October, um, where the long-term economy growth looks. All right. So um, a couple of weeks ago, I think a couple months ago, actually, we were talking about the um, spy who was poisoned in Sheffield, not sure, Sheffield, um, Salisbury. And um, it appears this week a, a couple um, have, who, who have handled some of the, the um, poison left from it, leftovers from um, that poisoning. Well, so, so, so to be fair, right, there's just loads of logical leaps in this. Um, and I... <sighs> 
Uh, so two people have been poisoned by another shock. Now, this is one of those weird situations where we get into this scenario of demon the uh, masterminds, uh, masterminds and spies, right? And then masterminds and spies who we think are idiots. Mm. So basically, so Charlie Rowley, who's forty-five, and Dawn Sturgis um, collapsed. They said that they suspect this is from um, syringes because of the lifestyle that they lead. I assume meaning that they're druggies. Yeah. Um, which is fine. <laughs> Each to their own and all that. Um, but what they're suggesting is, yes, is that because they found the predominant amount of their hands, what they're suggesting is is that somebody would have, whoever whoever carried out the Salisbury poisoning has discarded in a, a one-to-way fashion with the um, Novichok agent that they used previously. And that's how it's come to be like this. Okay, so we have a spy or a group of spies or whoever carried out the Salisbury poisoning right who done it in such a clean manner that you could not track them down but then just haphazardly threw away their the nerve agent in and of itself right mm-hmm. and then you've got um sajid sajid javid who's come out immediately and said to russia explain what's gone on well hold on hold on fella like you can't immediately go... So Novichok, yes, you're tying that to Russia because it's a Russian nerve agent, right? But you also have uh, their secret facility, which runs through all the tests on this, mm. right? Which has all of this stuff on site. You can't immediately now point towards Russia to say, I don't know, it just feels to me like you've got a nerve agent, you've got a secret rise from this. I'm not sure what to make of this guy. So he came on the scene, didn't he? Given trying to say all the right things. He doesn't seem to have done anything. This seems another opportunity to try and say all the right things. This guy seems to like a bit, to be honest, he seems to be a lot of higher. Um, I'm not sure, again, everybody immediately coming out and going, oh, Russia, explain what you're doing. I'm not sure that Russia has any reason to go and poison two random people. And again, I'm not inclined to think that, I'm not immediately inclined to think that the people we think are criminal masterminds to carry out the first poisoning are now... So careless. Yes, that they've just managed to poison everybody else. And again, everybody's, they've now still coming out and saying, but don't worry to the public, there's nothing to worry about. You don't need, there's no danger. Okay, we'll tell that to the two people who are now sick. So, um, yeah, I mean, we still don't know what happened with the original poison, right? It's still been tied to Russia, but Russia are basically saying it wasn't us. We can't seem to prove that it was them. I assume this will be the same um, same response here, that we can't prove it was them. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting to see how this will play out. It's slightly obviously worrying if you live in that area that this has happened kind of two months down the line. Um, the warning is- um, in in future, don't go bin jump bin diving. That's what, that's what they're accused of doing. They were diving through bins. Um, don't go bin diving. <laughs> if you weren't bin diving, you wouldn't have got. You wouldn't have um, been poisoned. Uh, all right, so moving on. So internationally, the, the, the big news this week in international, apart from the World Cup, is um, the kids in. Uh, I'm not sure of the story here, but the kids in Thailand, who are still stuck in the cave. So they've been stuck in the cave. I think for I'm not, I think well, a week now. Um, we didn't cover it last week. It came after after um, our podcast, but the kids have been stuck there, and they've been f- um, sending food down to them and, and sending through oxygen tanks so they can survive. They're trying to do a rescue mission this morning. They tried to rescue, they, and they, a diver died. The other yeah, day, a diver died on Friday. Um, it was a, it was an ex Navy ex Navy SEAL diving, and this week and today they're saying that they're going to try and and get the kids out one by one and um, there'll be two drivers that go down and um, 
and they'll escort the kids up. So it's very dangerous because of um, it's navigating the muddy um, passages. So hopefully, those hopefully we'll have a very good story to come back to next week, saying the kids have survived. But it's very quite it's very treacherous scene as one person really lost their lives trying to um, save these kids. It's really unfortunate. How did they actually end up getting trapped down there? So I think uh, so. I think the basis was that they had a team of kids with their with their coach. They were doing an excavation. They were going there as a on a tour, and and they, and some something Just happened in. and it collapsed in, and then they're stuck there. So initially the story was quite negative. It looked like the kids were gonna weren't gonna survive, but now um, you've had I think. 20, 20 foreign um, divers have come down there and five Thai, Thai divers will be there. So it's, 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 a, it's a big operation to save the kids. Um, if, we move in, if we stay on international, um, go back to America, what's happening? Uh, um, so as I was saying about the left, a kid this week was attacked because he was wearing a Make America, Make America Great Again hat. So a team... A teen, uh, Donald Trump Jr., um, Donald Trump's son, shared a video showing a kid getting attacked for wearing a Make, Make America Great hat again. It's just crazy. Well, look, this is what happens when you have... So only last week we were talking about Maxine Waters saying... Um, Attack. Make, make, make people's life hell yeah. who, who work for Donald Trump, right? Well, this is what happens when you come up with rhetoric like that. You just, you get, again, on, on her old... Um, pipe that she's spoken <laughs> and spurting out but this is this is what happens right and this is a, a I mean a 16 year old said oh if you don't agree with me then let's have a discussion about it which which I, I yeah I agree with the cinema what it is but yeah it's just very toxic what they've got going on in the, the states right if it's um, I mean I mean everybody's entitled to wear what they want right this is a random hat to just yeah. wear when you're not in voting season but nonetheless there are you, if you don't you don't know the guy you don't well, one it's a teen you don't know him you you don't just go around pulling people's hats off because of their and attacking not attacking people I mean somebody when I saw the thing of this said yes it was pulled with such force that it pulled somebody's hair out I don't be let's not try and make it more than this but you should be able to have your political views again this is another one of those it's brilliant I I love how they've got written into their constitution freedom of speech but they are see they are almost seemingly the worst nation for allowing that to um, occur yeah I think the left forget what what liberalism actually is and to protect other people's rights they want to take other people they they want to take other people's rights it's like okay. Off topic, off news, right? So yesterday, um, there, a group of people went into IKEA and they stormed to IKEA after England won the game and they were celebrating, jumping around and in IKEA, causing loads of hassle. IKEA came out and said, "We understand a lot. We're, we're um, IKEA were based in England and we and we're Swedish and we support both nations. We all we were watching it impartially and because of England's victory, we're going to give people England's favorite dish for um, fish and chips for one pound." Now, I was reading the tweets, and one of the, one of the tweets was by this random girl, and she put, um, this is, um, the, anyone that agrees with this is an idiot, um, this is a case, a classic case of masculine, masculine, toxic, uh, toxic masculinity. What? And I went, how did you come up, how did, excuse me, um, excuse me, how did you reach that conclusion? It's like, that's a reach. What do you mean? What, what, what's, I don't understand. So she was saying, the reason why these guys were, went, went into, um, 
Ikea and jumped up and down because it was a case of toxic masculinity. No, no, no. It was World Cup fever and we're in the semi-final. That is exactly what it is. Exactly. So I, I, I went to that, how do you come, I said, that's a reach. How did you link that together? And it's because of this weird way of like people just clinging to their tribes so that when they see things, they want to like, they want to like, um, what's the word we were talking about last week? Virtue they were virtually signaling to their tribe. Look at me. I'm telling people this is, and I was just like, I just don't get it. And you see the same thing in America with these people, like, oh yeah, I ain't I have to decide for my trial. I'm getting triggered. I'm getting triggered by a hat that says make America make America, make America great again. I'm like, yeah. So what? It's good. You think he's an idiot, she's an idiot, he whoever's wearing it, if you don't agree with it, they're an idiot, keep it moving. You can say you're an idiot, keep it moving. You don't have to you don't have to um pull the hat off, you don't have to attack the person, you don't have to, don't have to throw the drink in their face. It's weird. It's just a weird state we're in at the moment when everyone's trying a virtual signal to their own tribe. It's crazy. Uh, staying on with America, staying on with, uh, with Trump. I know I'm, going, I'm quite quick through the news. Um, Trump's, the, um, the EPA administrator, uh, Pruitt, quits as UK environment chief. So... The EPA administrator has quit, has quit as head of the US Environmental Agency. I think this is... It's well, this was just a long time coming, right? I mean, for some reason, I, I don't know. There was a whole uproar about all of it. I mean, there was major issues with his expenses. Um, I think as he racked up what? There was one uh, questionable purchases. So he's offered to spend five, just under 6K on a thumbprint security locks. Um, fifteen hundred dollars for twelve thousand, twelve fucking hell, for twelve thousand pens. Um, forty three k for soundproof phone booth. Um, EPA ended up spending two k to refurbish an antique oversized desk, and then what else was there? There were some of his travel expenses. Uh, so, um, there's there's a whole list of the crap that he got up to, right? And that seemed to have then died down a bit over the last couple of days. I mean, what is it? Spending more than $168,000 on first-class air travel, including $36,000 on one military flight. I mean, yeah, it was a matter of time um, before this guy left out. But then he's also been replaced by... So the person he's been replaced by is basically a leading lobbyist for, like, the coal industry. So... uh, (laughs) People seem to be happy that he's out, but they're also not too happy with the person that's coming in for him either. So, um, what did you expect? Well, it is what it is, right? It's the Donald Trump team, yeah. but yeah, well, it's quite weird as well because behind all of this, he was making advancements in what he was doing. So, I think this is why he's, he's kind of fallen on his own sword. But people, yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. He seemed to actually be performing his job well. It was just his questionable behaviour is why he's had to leave. So it's it's likely that the person who replaces him is actually going to be worse at the job, um, and well, may or may not be marred by controversy. It's the Donald Trump show, so I would imagine that they will be equally embroiled in controversy. But we shall see. All right. Okay. Okay. Move, moving on. Um, do, you want, do, do, do you want to list a long list of controversy? Are you really listed them down? All right, going through some of them. Yeah. All right. So moving on to tech. This week, okay, so Facebook. Facebook finds, I find the story quite funny. Facebook finds Independence Day document and racist. So this week, I think a group in America been putting up put parts of the Independence Day document on the Facebook website. Um, the group is called, um, they're based in Texas. Texas. They're called uh, 
Liberty County Vindicator. Um, what? The Liberty County Vindicator, which is currently unavailable in the EU. Okay, so they've been sharing, the Liberty County Vindicator, which are based in Texas, have been sharing expert excerpts of the, um, con- of the Independence Day document on Facebook, and Facebook's algorithm found um, some words which didn't go with their community guidelines and took it down. So the, the part that would uh, that basically got captured was referring to merciless Indian savages. Um, I mean, they, they apparently, I, I, I can't believe this is actually true that it's come up, but <coughs> I mean, somebody did say on here, yeah, this is the problem with robots trained to can, can spot stuff that fits their algorithm, but won't know kind of politically incorrect language based in the context of the time because yeah. obviously it's silly this is you have to put it in the context of the time and they went back and they said oh yeah actually we're 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 sorry we made a mistake we're, we've allowed this to be back on um it's not in and of itself a major problem with bots right you're probably better to have something that reduces um the administration effort if you're going to make a if you're going to make a mistake one time about have a thousand then fine it's just obviously making us <laughs> making a mistake for the actual uh, u.s declaration of independence is quite an amusing uh, faux pas yeah it just it does speak about on ai it, does, it speaks on ai algorithms and if you put if you pl- if you program an ai or to, to work on this basis then it looks at it on it doesn't it doesn't take into account any context and it does. It, it kind of says that when we look at stuff historically, we we put everything through these um, censorship censorship stuff. We start history starts looking very different. Because you start cutting out things that were actually um, historically accurate at the time. This is, which is interesting. It's, uh, it's interesting taking how um, how how censorship's going. And it's Facebook needs to get better at their algorithms. All right, moving on. So a self-driving bus has caused. Um, self-driving buses have moved into mass production. So, Badu self-driving buses have moved into... Badu is a, is, a, is a technology company based in China, and they're looking to build self-driving buses. Uh, well, they've got... They've already released them. <clears throat> so, they're not... Um, they're, so, so, basically, they're not going to be used for kind of average on the street. They're supposed to be like kind of that last mile. Um, buses on there but it looks uh, to be fair it's pretty effective right if you're going to have these I think they use them in like airports and stuff or it, it does look I mean they look a bit peculiar to be honest apparently they they apparently they, um, they can hold 14 people I've got to admit they don't look like that when I'm looking at the picture of it um, but nonetheless I mean it seems like a pretty nifty idea um, so I think they're what level 4 um vehicles because they don't so they don't need input from anybody in there so there's no driver's seat or or anything in there it's just a it's just a driving pod okay. basically um i'm guessing well if they take off in in china they'll be used i can imagine that these would be used quite a lot in do you, do you know when you've got the airport buses that take you from the terminal yeah. to the Fimi? I, I imagine they'll be very handy for that not least for the fact that those buses are just just a built in a land before time existed um anyway but for things like that or for shuttles around big um work sites this would come in pretty handy i think saving getting manpower to save it yeah and then suddenly made a big faux pas this week well so did or didn't they right so so what they did is uh, so callie the killer um is the film where they basically were going to release the trailer but instead of releasing the trailer they released the the whole film um 
And so they've so what is it? A low budget film which is about an LA based hitman. Um, and it's needless to say it had attracted a little attention. I've never heard of it before. Now, a lot of people have heard of it. I'm inclined to think that this is just a sales move and a, a marketing pitch because as somebody made a good point on Twitter, so there's a very distinct difference in the size of a, a, a film and the size of a, a trailer, right? So if you're trying to upload a trailer and thinking to yourself, hold on, this is still uploaded after an hour. Yeah. You, you might ask the question of, have I actually put something wrong up? So I'm inclined to think that as much as they're saying this was a mistake, this actually was some kind of advertising campaign. Although that said, why you would use it for a film of such low budget and low quality, I don't know. Low risk, low risk, high return. Yeah, I'm inclined to think that this is more a marketing pitch than a, a mistake. It's low risk, high return. All right. I think that's, we've gone through most of the news. Um, it's been a really quite a week this week, apart from football. What have you been reading? I think football has taken over, that's why. Yeah. Because it's coming on. Yeah, uh, it's coming on. So that's fine. I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait, what have you been reading this week? Have you been reading? Have you been reading? <laughs> um, it's, I, I've, I downloaded <coughs> a book on... Um, Alexander Hamilton, okay. who is one of the founding fathers of the United States. I don't know. I think it was on sale, so I just downloaded it. Um, started reading it. It's actually quite interesting. It's like 35 hours, so I've still got like 10 hours left. It's ridiculously long. Um, I've actually never heard of him before. Um, turns out that he is quite instrumental to um, the, well, to the founding of the United States as we see it today. So it's actually quite an interesting read. Um, that's the only one that I've managed to get through because it's still got such a because it's such a long book to be honest and then I caught a couple of podcasts this week as well I had to listen to Joe Rogan when he had Joey Diaz on because oh, yeah, yeah, I always yeah. have to listen to the that's, Joey that Diaz that was brilliant man. I thought that was quite good this week um, I thought him and, Don, and Duncan Trotter was really good I thought that last week but I thought Joey Diaz was, this week was really good the way Joey Diaz talks right like, do you know what I always find funny is I'll tell you this, Joe Rogan. He always, like, there's such yeah. good friends, but he always refers to him by yeah, his full name. name. Yeah, Joe it's Rogan. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's really weird. Like, yeah. But some of these stories he comes out with, like, um, when he said about him being a miserable kid, so he robbed people. I said, I robbed them. I robbed them. I was miserable, I wasn't happy, so I robbed them. So that's why I did that. I started kidnapping people. <laughs> like, cool. He, he's, he's had a random life as well, but yeah, he's. he's, he's uh... I always, I always like to catch his. I can't remember if there was another one. There was a, there was a, a Sam Harris one I listened to, but it's quite difficult because it was a. Um, did you listen to the that? Russian one? Yeah, Russia, the Russian one. Yeah, I listened to that. Well, she's been on before, so I've heard, I heard that. Didn't enjoy the first part of it. Didn't mind the latter part of it. Um, although, well, her takes on me too. No, I, I, it was more of an open discourse in the latter parts of the discussion. I found that she made a lot of unqualified statements in the first half of it um especially in relation to russia so there was there was a point that she labored on quite a lot around people not being able to have their opinions in russia mm -hmm. which sam was kind of trying to point out well you you can't not have an opinion she was like no you're not you're not understanding me, you're not listening people can't people don't it's not possible to have your own opinion in russia and kind of sam was trying to get across well even if you're following the rhetoric which is being pushed on you by the government there is still a form by which that is your own opinion. 
and she seemed to labour on this point. I don't get me wrong. I understand that she has had first-hand experience of it, but I found that part a bit of a painful bit of a listening because she was making statements that she didn't feel she needed to qualify with data on them. She could just be very expressive. And when Sam tried to ask for some way of quantifying that, she kind of just merely said, well, I'm going to double down by just reiterating the same statement. So that part made it a bit of a difficult first listen. Once they moved off Russia, which obviously is the part that's closest to her heart, um, I think she, the latter part of it was more... I think she caught him out on um, the, Islam, <laughs> the Islam thing. I think um, and it, it kind of... Because when 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 he was saying that Islam, and we know we all know Sam's views on Islam, and she caught him out when she went, well, in Russia they think the same thing, but they're not based. It's not it's not based on Islam. It's based on Christianity. And he was like, oh, because he sees it in his context. When he sees it in his context, he sees it in this, in, this, in the ideas of the West. But he forgets that Russia is although it's not part of the West, it's not part of the Muslim world. So and it's such a massive country that um, she, she, and she's experienced it firsthand. It kind of like well, oh yeah, Christians do the same thing as well. It's not. For, for all you say about Muslims, Christians do the same thing. It's, it's just that in your in the West, in America or in the UK or Europe, we don't see Christians doing what um, the far right extreme Muslims are doing. But you in Russia, you do get parts of that where they kill you if you're if you're um, gay or lesbian, or where they they arrest you or they take you away from your kids. So um, it was that was interesting, and also her take on me, on me too. I kind of agree with her. <laughs> I, I, I'm honest, I kind of agree with her. So, uh, I did agree with a lot of her points on that. Yeah, I, f I found some of her points. Because uh, I see the same thing with the Black with, with the black Lives Movement. I think that sometimes you infantile you infantilise um, people. You kind of make them feel look weak than they actually are. Like women can be strong, can be attacked and also be strong. When you don't have to... Sometimes when we talk about women, we talk about them like they're victims all the time. We talk about them like they're children. And I, I kind of agree with her viewpoint on that. Um, yeah, it was an interesting podcast. I think, I think, although it sounds really intelligent, I think what oh they had Jordan Peterson on um, Joe Rogan this week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but so what was the? Um, so it was quite good because if Joe Rogan took took um, Peterson to task on a couple of things. Took him took him to a cast. Took him to um, to task on um, the forced monogamy. The forced monogamy thing. He actually um, took into what I find what I, what I like about Joe Rogan, what I, like, what I don't also like about what I don't always like about Sam Harris is that Sam Harris sometimes lets people talk. Yeah, yeah he does. He's, he's not, well, I said this about uh, whoever he has somebody on a couple of weeks ago, but he doesn't push people like yeah. Joe Rogan does. Joe Rogan holds people more to yeah to and, task. And Joe Rogan held um, Jordan Peterson to task, and I found that was that was quite interesting because Jordan Peterson is a highly intelligent person, and. It was like you can see that Joel's actually thought about what he's what the question he's asked him. He's taken him to task, and it, like because of um, I think Peterson's thing was forced monogamy, forced monogamy would allow would allow undesirables to undesirable men to um, the only way to stop undesirable men from causing violence is to have an, a a society where forced monogamy is there. And when he says forced monogamy, he's not saying. People, women get forced to marry gut these guys. He's just saying that you push monogamy as the as the desirable outcome for relationships. And um, Joel was saying, "Well, isn't that a form of uh, equality of outcome?" And that's something that everyone knows that Peterson hates. He hates he hates the whole idea of equality of outcome. I hate the idea of equality of outcome. It scares me. Um, but that viewpoint that Peterson has is a form of equality of outcome, and 
he, he couldn't answer it because he hadn't thought about it in enough detail. So that's why I, I, I kind of amend, I kind of uh, um, commend Joe for putting him to t- hold him to task on that. Other than that, I haven't read anything. I downloaded um, Alan Watts got a new, had a new book released. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's only about three hours long, so I'll finish it. I'll finish it at work. But I haven't listened to it yet. I, I downloaded it. And, and since then, I've been listening to um, podcasts. Yeah, that's my week. All right, guys, I think it's a short podcast this week. I think we know why. It might be a shorter one next week. If, if <laughs> no, next week will be fine because there's no game on Saturday, right? It's on Sunday. Yeah. But it, yeah, so we'll have to get one early. Because what time, what, what, what time is kickoff? Four o'clock. Four o'clock, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it might have to be an early recording that we do next week. Yeah. The, the, the beers and barbecues could be out by about... I don't even know where I'm going to... I don't even know where I'm going to watch it. I mean, it's, it's funny though. I saw some pictures on um, the BBC site earlier, and it showed just some. So it's quite <laughs> just a, as a fun way to uh, finish off the show. But I think where there was um, where was I looking? I need to find it because they were showing basically how um, the it brought the UK to the stat to a standstill. So you had um, so it showed one. I think it was in Stockport, but it's just flat out. Um, just nobody on the streets, just nobody anywhere. Um, and then there was another one where the wedding, so basically a woman was getting, basically had to move her wedding around so that the ceremony wasn't during the football. Mm-hmm. There was another one who clearly was getting married in it, but they used like the hymn board in the church to, and they put a flag in England and the Sweden flag up and put the score up to keep people updated on their, um, I, I can't believe, there must have been, there must have been a lot of plans, which were, it must be the day of the most excuses text yesterday. Um, and to be honest, there's no point in even making an excuse for yesterday because everybody knows the reason that you would have um, done it. And and also, I'm feeling that there's going to be, there must have been a sharp, or I would like to see the uh, rise in sales for waistcoats as well. I feel, feel like Gareth Southgate is bringing back... He feels to me. It feels to me like he opens up his wardrobe, and it's like James Bond. He's just got a line of the same outfit fifteen times because he always wears that same blue, light blue waistcoat, light blue shirt, same tie. Uh, 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 he just seems to have had that, but he's, he's locked it down. He's locked it down. I'm, I'm, yeah, I do like what Gareth Southgate is doing for the country and bringing football home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hopefully next week when we speak, we'll be in the final. It's coming on. We will be in the final. And uh, yes, the the World Cup will be getting ready to be boarded onto the plane to come back home. All right, guys. Uh, who do you think we're going to play, by the way? Uh, I how think... do you think... Oh, well, I say, how do you think it's going to play out? I think that... Well, I have this feeling that we're gonna, it's going to end up being a Belgium-England final. I think it might be a Belgium-England final, but I, want, I really want France to get to the final. I, I don't want to play France. Why? I think France are a hell of a lot more dangerous than Belgium. Yeah, but I think I think Belgium be, Belgium be England when it's four teams against four teams in the Premier League game. Yeah, think. but I think that I think that we can. I'm more comfortable we can, we can beat, beating beat Belgium than France because France have got too many players that can just win it in a second. Whereas Belgium have got a very strong team. I'd be a bit worried about. So I'm, I'm, I don't get me wrong. Neither of them are easy, but France just to me are getting through, and they're not even hitting top gear so I'm a bit concerned about if we we play those but nonetheless I think whoever we play we're going to win <laughs> alright guys it's lights out from me and lights out from me and hopefully right. my voice will be back next week it might be worse though <laughs> <laughs> alright guys have a good week people